Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastors Live helps you learn to juggle. Pray, go. Oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, yeah, You're interrupting yeah. me, Dave. Lord, go before okay, us in Christ's yeah. name. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. You're listening to the top-rated, number one absolute best podcast. Well, according to Pastor Dave and the other three listeners, this is Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. Wake up, it's Monday. Money joking, it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, it is Tuesday, January 10th of 2023. Uh, It is season six of Pastors Live. I'm Pastor Ty. I'm glad to be here with my friends and my family. We've got Pastor Shane. We've got Pastor Steve. We've got Dino here today, the donut man. We've got the other guy, Pastor James, is here today. We've got Gary Austin, the man with the plan. Hey, hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, hey, how how are things coming, getting ready for the the Resolve Men Conference? Oh, man. They're pretty good. Okay, man. We're really excited. Excited for that. Yeah, and we got Simeon. And... Simeon, say hi. All right. Hey, uh, and then we've got the Mr. And Mrs. Potato Head, and Mrs. Potato Head is apparently expecting. Uh, and so we're just moving on. One day closer. Uh, one day closer, she right? She hasn't even so, started showing it. I, <laughs> I, yeah, right. People are going to be so confused about the Potato you Head. you got to turn her saying. around. Remember the hatches in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, oh, welcome to Pastor's Live. Goodness, Shane. Is that like wow. the flap on the back of the pajamas? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's been on one for the past couple days. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Pastor's Live. The Rev. Not So, it, okay. So, today, guys, I just got to share with you. Today uh, is National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Hmm. Right? And so, by the way, who likes bittersweet chocolate? Anybody like bittersweet chocolate? I do. I like bittersweet chocolate, but I'm a milk chocolate guy, but I, I not anymore, but I mean, I, I like, I like you know, milk chocolate. I actually like stuff that is I that, get overseas. Is that the same as like semi-sweet? Uh, so, um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Is I think bittersweet's different? different. Yeah, no. it's bittersweet. So, but Shane, do you like bittersweet chocolate? I do. I, I'm a fan of dark chocolate. Yeah. I like a really good, robust dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, dark chocolate. You like, what do you about you? Uh, chocolate. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and what's your Snickers <laughs> count? And what's your Snickers count for today? I'm only at two. You know, when I was gone for a while, I lost like 10 pounds. You know that. We found a basket of Snickers for you. Oh, yeah, open the bottom one. Yeah, opens, oh, yeah. Oh, you, you guys, like you should show him. You guys can't see this, but we have a drawer that our, there's a there's a set of drawers with our coffee maker on top of it, yeah. and we're going to show this to to Dino. Woo! Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's there's like entire, a lifetime supply of Snickers in there. Yeah, you know what? They're, they're fun size, so there's no uh, there's no there's calories. no calories or sugar. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently. Absolutely. So uh, how about you, James? Are you a, are you a, a bittersweet chocolate guy? Or are you just, thank you no thank you no okay all right uh, and and Gary, what about you? And what we don't know is how long those Snickers have been there. So <laughs> is there, I'll is do there, milk chocolate all day long. Is yeah. there an expiration date on a Snickers? To Dean and see what happens to him. Well, I, I honestly think that a Snickers actually will expire where a where like a Twinkie won't. I don't like that. Hey, hey, Twinkies, oh, Twinkies are, are great, man. Whoa, 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 Twinkies what? are amazing. They are great. We're just gonna ignore that whole oh, comment yeah, over there. You know what? Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't like Twinkies. I don't like Twinkies. You don't like Twinkies no. either. Do you like Twinkies? Oh yeah, I love okay. Twinkies. Like, what is I mean, wrong with you guys? You own a donut shop. Why would you ever I eat love Twinkies? Twinkies. Oh, okay, but you know, and ho hos and ding dongs and uh, anything they're by all hostess? good. <laughs> uh, what about? You? 
What about you? I, I used to like them until I grew up and turned five, and then I. <laughs> By the way, how oh. many of you guys ever took a Twinkie and sliced? Yes, that's it how you eat them. And then you put slice them nice no, 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 no! You don't do that. You you take. <laughs> You take the middle of the bottom out, and then you lick all the Twinkie filling oh, out disgusting. of it. And you're like, I put it in ice cream. Okay, look, the recipe, also, did, you, you, know? you remember when, uh, was it Dolly Madison? Or, up, or we, ice cream on it? There you go, I'll load. They went out, of, they went out of, Hostess or whoever it was went out of business a number of years ago, then yeah. resold. Yeah. So, the Twinkies became like, people were trying to get them online yep, and everything, because Twinkies were going out of business. But the, the, the old recipe, back, I'm talking early 80s recipe for uh-huh. Zingers. Those were delicious. What kind of zingers? Because I really love the coconut ones. Yes, were good. Okay, coconut zingers. I'm all in. Yes, that's basically a Twinkie with coconut. It's a Twinkie how it should be. That's a spirit filled. That's a spirit filled Twinkie. That's a redeemed in it. Yes, all around it. It's a zinger. It's a redeemed Twinkie. That's right. It's a redeemed Twinkie. That's right. After the nuclear holocaust, I'm just gonna sit around with my boxes of Twinkies, and you guys can just perish. You know what? You know what? You can be in the body is to be you, present with the Lord. You can I'm eat good. the cockroaches yes. that are alive. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, uh, Gary, thank you so much for just putting up with us. We appreciate it. But uh, a men conference, uh, people can go ahead. The men conference, they can go ahead and register uh, at resolvemen.com, Right. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. Do so, they still get the discounted price? Yeah. Right now, it's it's it's, it's still forty five till the end of this month, right? Yeah. And then after, yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 I think it's forty five. At the, the end, end of this month, month. Till so this month. Yeah. you got until January. the end of January to get the awesome price of forty five dollars. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, cheap, man. Right? I'm going to tell you. So we went cheap. we went to Hawaii uh, for our anniversary, and I don't know why we took all the kids, but anyway, uh, the first <laughs> We're morning take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, I want to share something. I want to share something about perspective, Sir Gary Austin, right, Voice of the Valley. Okay. Um, for for five boys, Tina and myself getting a bagel and coffee for all of us, ninety eight bucks. Okay. So for half the price of coffee and bagel what? for a family, you can go to the Resolve Men Conference. That's what I'm saying. Forty five oh bucks God. is reasonable. Yes, it is. It is yeah. completely yeah. reasonable. Yeah, Forty five dollars is reasonable to equip you to be a better father, a better husband, a better man. And if you don't go, you'll be a bitter husband, a bitter father, a bitter man. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that was good. Know, that was that was actually that was actually that, that's like that's the sound that's that's the that's the sound bite. Yeah. There it is. Right Come to Resolve Men's. It will equip you to be a father who doesn't spend $98 on bagels. No, no, no. That's a good dad. Taking his family to Hawaii. That's a good thing, right? I'm, I'm not anniversary. sure. That's a good dad. I don't know yeah. how good of a husband I'm it is. I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. Take I'm the kidding. kids with you. Hey, guys. So Give I, them we, spam. We had a comment and question that came in, uh, one of our comments that came in. Uh, I think I said something about my dad. He, My dad t- jokes around, and we were talking about eating zingers and twingy, twinkie, twingies. 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 Uh, we, that's something you should make one. Twingers. Uh, yeah, it's twingers. Uh, which is which is a backslidden zinger, uh, but uh, you know, prodigal. so yeah, it's a prodigal, it's a prodigal twinkie. <laughs> prodigal twinkie. That's a zinger so, that's had the strawberry top eaten off. Yeah, of it. that's right. So, uh, but my dad said something about having a Cadillac in his teeth, and I had somebody send a thing. He said, "I can, t- I too can attest to having a Cadillac in my teeth. Many years of hard candy are tough lessons. Uh, not uh, taking care of teeth very well." This is from Mark Olson in Pocatello, and Mar- Mark. I mean, we can relate uh, 100% because we were talking around, I think it was before the we went live yesterday, we were talking about losing fillings. Uh, Jolly Ranchers and, yeah. were the Jolly Ranchers were the thing that pulled my fillings out when I was a kid. Um, I would I would get it in my teeth and then I'd open it 
up my teeth and then my filling would be on the Jolly Rancher. So that was a thing for me. So um, so we can relate to that. But guys, hey, listen, brush and floss. It's like washing your hands during flu season. You know, yeah. brush and floss every day. Um, and by the way, I guess here's the question. Uh, everybody here, uh, brush and floss once a day, twice a day. What do you guys do? And uh, curious, you know, what, what our what our listeners do. You know, if, you know, pastors live at the Rev.fm. But what about you? Is it is it brush floss twice a day? What, where are you? I at? just brush twice a day. Right, okay. and I've done that my whole life, and I've only had one cavity. Good for you. You, you have good genetics, right? Yeah. What about you, Steve? Can you repeat the question, please? Okay, <laughs> I feel like uh, so, we're in the so, uh, so I'm going to move on from Steve because he <laughs> yeah. wasn't there. So I feel like uh, I'm, so, I'm sitting in a yeah, dentist chair. So and the dentist going, "Are you, are you, you sensing brush and floss today? Are you sensing? Are you sensing? <laughs> are you sensing uh, a panic attack I, I coming? I feel like on? you're wanting me to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you to be honest. I was just curious. <laughs> it's like it's just a conversation. Okay, all right, like, all right. Brush once a day, but. Floss every time I eat meat and it gets stuck in my meat tooth. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so what about you, man? I'm, I'm really panicking here. I feel like, <laughs> you know, wow. I, I like, I'm just going to confess when I'm at the dentist and they ask me the same question and Thank I get you. the same Thank you. rise in blood pressure. <laughs> I don't answer the question directly. I just say, well, I mean, how, how's it looking? <laughs> and, so then he's like, and then, but here's the thing that is, it, it, it's, it's, it's positive affirmation for my poor habits. He says to me, it looks like you're doing a good job. So I'm like, yes, I don't yes. have to floss. Oh, oh, what did I just say there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, what about you, man? Uh, brush twice a day and rarely floss. Oh sometimes, man, but. I'm man. I'm a I'm a I'm a brush twice a day, floss twice a day, and sometimes so is three Carrie. times a day. Yeah. Sometimes I floss three times a day, depending on what I had to eat. So, but I'm always a carry a mint gum in my pocket kind of guy, so I can always give the illusion that I'm. So uh, I, I yes, do have a okay. caveat for mine though. Because you I work have at such, a donut shop. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, I have like, such a strong gag reflex. Like I can't even wear normal shirts. That's why I always wear a V-neck. Because even having a shirt here will gag <laughs> okay. me. How many of you are actually, actually, How many of you are buying this right no, now? No, I'm dead serious. Just, you can ask like, my wife. Ask my wife. When I'm fl- when I'm brushing, uh-huh. as soon as I get to the inside of my teeth, uh-huh. like I'll gag and almost throw up because of it. Like three or four times. Pastors live after time. dark. Yeah, it's pastors terrible. like it's like it's like <laughs> I pastor, hate it. It's Do like you mouthwash. The dark truth, or, uh-huh. you know, because they make some of the, like that fancy mouthwash that does like the same thing a toothbrush does or whatever. Really, you, nothing does what a toothbrush does. I know. A I'm just giving them a little. I'm giving them a little bit of hope. I'm just saying, man. I'm stuck right. on the gag so, on the outside yeah. of your throat yeah, with a shirt. Like, yeah. Oh so, yeah. No, I can't wear a shirt that that's over here. When I go to a hair hair cutting place, I hate hair hairstyling places because they put the apron around here and you're like I've got to do this I've got to have three fingers in the space <laughs> is it a brain thing it or will gag me. We've, we've is it in your learned, head or? okay I don't know we've learned it's crazy no idea, okay yeah. we've learned an awful lot about Dean today that we yeah. probably didn't need to know yeah, so I'm but, just saying. hunting so, clothes yeah how do you wear a bow tie this is what I wear hunting how do you wear a tie can yeah. you wear can you wear a tie uh very carefully I do the two fingers and I keep it loose up here so I get extra large collars. Like uh-huh. my neck is actually a 17 and a half. I'll get like an 18 and a half or a 19 uh-huh. inch neck uh-huh. just so that I can have a little bit of space. Wow. Here. Uh, yeah. So what about you, Steve? So, you brush and floss every day, uh, twice a day, three times a day, four times a day? I brush twice a day. Uh-huh. I don't floss. I, I probably should, but I don't. You know what? Every dentist who listens to our program right now is realizing they're like, <laughs> they're like turning them off. They're like, well, we were playing pastors exactly. live in our <laughs> office, no, but now or, we can't. 
Or they hear it and they say, you know what? I need to be an underwriter of this show. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're next next week we're gonna have a dentist in the office going, "This is why you floss." But all here, right. Here, so in our, to reading today, in our reading today, just but, like the friends who went to great lengths to get their friend through the ceiling to Jesus to get healed, we need to go to great lengths to floss and take better care <laughs> right, of our teeth. teeth. Right. So, okay. That's a stretch. However, <laughs> I, I do appreciate I, I appreciate our reading today because we have this beautiful picture of um, friends, a group of friends. And by the way, we have a tendency to say four friends. Why do we say four? Because there's four corners on whatever they brought him on. And by the way, did you guys know that in the Gospels, there are four different terms, three different terms in the three different synoptic Gospels for what he was on, whether it be a bed or a pallet or a blanket, right? So there's different things, right? And so it's, it's how the witnesses are telling the story of the whole. But the point is, Jesus uses this moment where they either pull the tiles or the sod or whatever, because there's two different uh, things that we see in the scripture, but whatever they were doing, they pulled this up and they dug through this and they put him down and Jesus uses the moment to say that the son of man, he could forgive sin. I mean, that, that's the whole, the biggest point, but think about bringing a friend to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I mean, they, they, they did what they had to do to get their friend to Jesus because they knew Jesus was the answer. How many of us, if we really put our mind to it, realize we probably know people that we need to get to Jesus? And that's about inviting people to church. That's about bringing people with you to church. It's not say, hey, would you come to church? It's, hey, can I pick you up and bring you to church? Will you go to church with me? Um, and I want to encourage you guys to be doing that. Wherever you go to church, make sure you're taking people to church and introducing them to Jesus. But remember, taking them to church is one thing, but sitting down with them, inviting them over for a meal to your home and talking about the things of the Lord, being really relational is about how we build community. So uh, guys, when you think about uh, you know Jesus in that moment, and he, he says, hey, son, your sins are forgiven, and the Pharisees freak out. He says, well, hey, just so you guys know uh, that, uh, that, that, well, basically speaking of himself, I have the power to forgive sin. He says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And you, could you, how would you, what would it be like to be the Pharisees that were there at that moment, the religious leaders? You know. Well, wow. I'm just curious about something. I don't know if this is poking any kind of bear, but I one thing that that stands out to me in this passage is the fact that Jesus says your sins are forgiven, and, and we know who is the one that can forgive sins, God. And, and the teachers of the law say to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming. Yeah. So how many of us in the world have had the impression that we need to go to another person, religious leader, in order for that person to forgive our sins. Yeah, well, we have to be careful because there's only one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have his life. You know, Uh, To as many as believe or receive him, to him he gives them the right, to to them he gives gives them the right to become the children of God. This is all about Jesus. I mean, you know, I love the fact that Jesus is willing to prove what he's saying. Yeah, it's not just empty words because it's yeah, easy to say. Yeah. Like he says, it's easy to say your sins are forgiven. It's hard to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But Jesus cares. It, it, Jesus would have every right to go, you know what? I said it, so it's done. Take me at my word. But he doesn't. He meets us where we're at and he comes to our level and he goes, hey, let me prove this to you. What's harder for me to say your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk? But, yeah. but the point is, is he's going, look, I, I'm going to meet you guys where you're at because I love you. I care about you. And I'm going to. I'm going to reinforce the fact that that I love you so much. I can do this. Oh, 100%. And I love it. I just love it. Well, the Pharisees, what what they're thinking in their heart, I've always found is funny. Um, I understand why they think it because of the dynamic of where they live and and how they've been brought up. But uh, what's 
what's more important in life to have your sins forgiven or to be healed and walk away without your sins forgiven? Oh, sins forgiven. Right. And, and I love how Jesus puts that perspective in there, but the, the, the Pharisees, the religious rulers get stirred up that someone's sins would be forgiven. What? No, you can't do that. You don't have that authority. That maybe they weren't the, that. the point of of interest too. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. They're losing because remember, all these people are crowding in to see Jesus, right. and they're not crowding in to see the religious right. leaders. They wanted the authority. But remember, the religious leaders at the beginning of Jesus's ministry are trying to figure out who he was. By the time we get to where we are in the Gospel of Luke, they want him dead. I mean, you know, yeah, so yeah. They, it's an interesting because, timeline because yeah. John John chapter three tells them tells us that they know. They know that he's not just well, some they, guy. Yeah, they know he's from God because only a man that's from God can do the things yeah. that he's doing. Yeah. Forgiving, you know, people getting up and, you know, it's like, hey, your sins are forgiven. Oh, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And yeah. they do that. I mean, and so you just, there's they a lot say, to they that. They yeah. say that they know he's from God, not, yeah. not Beelzebub, not, you know, they, they admit that he's from God. Then later on in John chapter yeah. 12, Caiaphas even prophesies what Jesus is going to do. And they right. still hate him. Well, <laughs> you know, but then they get to the point where as the more popular he gets, then it's like, oh, he's of the devil. Yeah. Right. So you understand his po- as his popularity grew, religion, the religious establishment started hurling those insults at him and wanted to see him destroyed. And, you know, yesterday we were talking about worship. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about worship culture. Um, and we have a really interesting worship culture because Shane, you said something that was really interesting yesterday. Um, who is being worshipped? Right. I mean, they kind of missed the point. They're like, Jesus just forgave sin, right? Yeah. You know, they missed that. But you said, who's being worshipped in a, in a moment? And you think about the Christian music industry and all this stuff, and you realize you know, people are paying hundreds of dollars for tickets to go to a, uh, a worship concert, right? Yeah. And so like a Hillsong concert or um, a Vertical Church or Passion or King and Country. Well, King and Country, I, 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 King and Country, they're not they're not like doing worship i mean they're they're not worship music. they're not we're not necessarily okay. worship music right mm-hmm. i mean they're they're doing music i mean they're musicians i was just thinking about the ticket price but yeah <laughs> well yeah you're thinking about the ticket price yes but 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 if you think about it but remember when the when hillsong came out and did the movie do you remember when the hillsong movie came out mm-hmm. the documentary no the actual no it was an actual concert you could go buy oh. a ticket Go to the movie theater and watch a Hillsong. Oh, like a concert. Fathom event type thing. Yeah, like yeah, and you could okay. buy this ticket and you could go to this concert. At that point, you have to ask this question: Who's being worshipped? Right? Uh, is it is it the Lord is being worshipped, or is it actually the musicianship and all that stuff? And this is where or the entity, the or entity, what, or whatever, what it is. Man. But this is where it's really interesting mm-hmm. because when when worship becomes, you know, when people when when like a worship movement becomes super super popular. Or something like that, and it draws people. You are going to have those naysayers go, "Oh, they're bad, they're evil." It's like it's it's the same pattern that we see uh, for people who are being a little bit, in a sense, almost left behind because the Pharisees are being left behind yeah. by Jesus because what they're doing is, in a sense, that there's a new covenant. Jesus right. is the kingdom of God. It's it's right. the new covenant. The, the and thing so you that have to be I really careful with, yeah. with that is you look at. And I wasn't there, but you hear stories from like Dave from Utah and from other people of, of like Keith Green and these old concerts, right? Where where it's not, hey, come buy a ticket and look at us. It's we're going to proclaim the gospel 
at these concerts. Oh yeah, you know, and, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and Gerald Mansfield, those guys, yeah. they were and I'm amazing. Not saying, Glenn Kaiser, yeah. I'm not saying anybody new on the block or everybody new on the block doesn't do that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers or casting stones, but it does appear to me that we have kind of slipped away from that mentality. So, so I think here's a great way to put this, and, and I'll just share this with you guys. We have people that we've had come through here that we would have come back anytime. We yeah, have musicians we'd have come back anytime. Uh, love Matt, you know, he's a great yeah. guy, you know, from Spokane. And, and we have other guys, Justin Gambino, we'd love to have back, you know. Uh, and so, uh, but one of the things is that um, when we have an event or something and you, you say to the artist, hey, so um, what? how do you want to handle uh, when you share the gospel? Do you want us to have a team ready? What do you want to do? And when you have an artist go, oh, I don't do that. I'm like, excuse me? I say, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't share the gospel. I don't, I don't do any of that. If you want to, you can. And I'm like, well, okay, no. And I'm like, well, then, yeah, I will. You gathered the people. I'll, I'll tell them the gospel. But that's the thing. It's like I, I would hope that artists and people who are musicians, who especially who are Christians, mm-hmm. would go ahead and just step into that realm and just share the gospel. But then we start talking about music. We start talking about artistry. We start talking about the, the, the business. You understand there are a lot of Christians in the music world, just like there are a lot of Christians in the movie world. There are people who are Christians, but being an actor is their job. Being a producer is their job. Right. Being uh, being a studio musician in Nashville is their job. And I think that's different. And that's different. Yeah. Like, it's their job. But when you are going out and you're proclaiming, saying, we are worshiping God uh, with our gift, man, if we're not turning that around and we're not pointing at Jesus, I think we're missing something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Man. It's like, we got to be pointing at Jesus. And that, but that's what's really interesting because then you have this, you have this knee-jerk reaction, Right where you have uh, worship movements that are very, very popular, and then you have the knee-jerk reaction, which is, well, we just need to go back to the Psalter and the Psalms, you know, and (laughs) basically the hymnal and things like that. And I think there is a great balance between our heritage and our future. Yeah, as a church, and I think worship-wise, and this is like the the new program we're we're starting with the Green Room Project, we're gonna talk about this because um, losing our heritage, I learned to read music in church before I was ever a musician. Right. So it was Christmas Eve. Um, I was with my dad. I, I remember this was before my parents were divorced. I was with my dad. It was a Methodist church in Pocatello on 15th. And I'll never forget, I was standing on the pew so I could see what my dad was doing. And my dad was showing me how the notes worked. When the note is lower on the page, you sing lower. When the note's higher on the page, you sing higher. And it moves this way, and it moves up and down this way. My dad showed me how to read music from a hymnal uh, when I was a, a small, small child. And, and so I'm just thinking, yeah. we, we've lost that. I mean, when was the last time that a church sang out of a hymnal in my culture? Um, well, Sunday, uh, this, well, <laughs> Christmas Sunday. But I mean, I mean, but we don't have hymn, hymnals in our churches anymore. And they're incredibly expensive to replace now. Because yeah. uh, I was looking, I was thinking, what would it, what would it cost for us to have um, hymnals, right? And think about it. If you have uh, one hymnal per chair and you have a thousand chairs, um, they're fifty dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah. Think think about that, right? That that's that is a lot. That's a that's a lot of money for hymnals. And so what we've done now is we just throw the words up, and everybody just sings these words, but they don't 
they don't see the beauty of our history. And I think it's important that we actually come to a place where we say, hey, let's let's do this, let's do it well. You know. Yeah, I, I think too, and and this is just my heart, right? This is just my heart. It's not the the end all be all. But oh, no. I would like personally to see the the modern day music go back to actually proclaiming the name Jesus. I'm tired of seeing like you and and him and like just just say God, say Jesus. One of the coolest songs that we sing here. Well, um, you Jesus, but, but, but yeah. there's, there's a reason for you because that's it, it's it's a yeah. There's a reason yeah, for it because I, you're I connecting personally. I, but yes, I understand that. It's not but third when the, person, it's when first the person. song never says the name Jesus in it, that bothers me. Cause that's right. who I'm singing to, you know. Yeah. And and it's not a love song that you can replace to sing about anybody else, you know. Yeah. If you could, if you replace Jesus, if I could or sing the, Lord with the, the word worship baby. song to my wife, <laughs> it's not a worship song anymore to me. To me, that's just my opinion, right? And one and, of the and favorites. Keep in mind that is his opinion, right? Because I, there is a point that uh, psalms are love songs, right? To the Lord, you know. Right. So there is a balance right. to that, right. yeah. I love the song that I can't remember the name of the title, but I'm pretty sure you wrote it, Ty. With all my heart, uh, with all my mind, with all my soul, yeah, you I alone. worship you. Yeah. yeah, you alone. Yeah, you alone. You alone, oh God. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, I just I love that song. Well, for me, when I write, one of the things that we're all and we're out of time. We're actually blown way over. Sorry, Gary. Uh, but one of the things for me is that I I find it really important to tie the theological and biblical concepts in to the scriptures. I like I you know, uh, wonderful is a song about the fact that he's creator. Yeah. And Redeemer, uh, that one is about how I'm supposed to worship with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. That, that, and I worship you alone, right? Yeah. And so we, we do all these things. But again, we're out of time. We, we'll, we'll, we'll continue conversation, but we, we have a wonderful... Uh, we're going to start tomorrow with a great comment that came in. Uh, we're going to ke- catch that tomorrow. Hey, listen, your love, your family, we out of time. We got to go. Bye. It's the one and only... Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. His music, his word, The Rev.